back to a very special episode of Sound Pollution. This episode, I got the opportunity to be the guest co-host for the YouTube channel Moody's Music's Recording and Video again. I got to do this last year, and it was a lot of fun. And when he asked me to come back and do it again, I jumped on the opportunity. I got to meet some really, really awesome people and some great musicians from both Bugbot and Cherry Chub. And... I'm hoping to have both groups on this show as well. I'm not going to talk a lot. We are just going to dive right into this live music. Uh, There's some brief interviews in between. Make sure that you are clicking on those links below and get out there and make some noise. And I need 
Everything that you do is it I'm into Cause I love you But you get what you get. <laughs> All right. The next one I wrote in high school a long time ago. <clears throat> This is Once Upon a Man. <laughs> I met him on the side of the road And everything that he said was alone You can fill in a blank This ain't a rock song for my ex Saying a love song for the next I'm done with you guys My heart's black and blue Because he didn't come Because he didn't come on And why I'm sitting at home alone you're at the bomb, there's me the most, and then you walk outside. Your truck tires are flat, and your paint scratched down the side. Baby, baby, you're sitting there, light. I'm done with you guys. Hearts black and blue, because you. Because he didn't come home Why you look at your truck and think Everything that you've done wrong I'm sitting at home Writing on this song And why you driving home alone I'm in a bed Because you didn't come on But now you don't have a home I am here in Moody's Garage with the very talented Cherry Chubb who just played a set for you all. So when did you start writing? Um, I started writing probably when I was about five, but um, like with a guitar, probably mm -hmm. 11. Yeah. 
<laughs> what made you want to start writing? Um, well, my dad got out of prison and he showed me how to play the guitar and what better to go along with it than a voice. Um, around 13 or 14, I discovered Kurt Cobain more, you know, um, more so than I had known him as a child. And I started learning about him and, and he was very inspiring, like listening to his lyrics, just reading what he's actually written. I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can make what's in here come out on here with this. And I just, it became something that I could come home from school and do. And, you know, despite the home life or depression or whatever, you know, was bothering me at the time, I could just run away to this other thing that's always there for me. So was it something that came very naturally for you or for sure, it was? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of the voice, cause holy fucking shit. <laughs> Can I cuss? I cussed. <laughs> we already that's did. a big voice. <laughs> Thank you. Did, is that something that you had to like really work on or did mm -hmm. that just come naturally to you? Yeah. So a year ago this month, I actually had a dream um, where another version of me came from another dimension and she looked me in the face and she said, you need to name yourself Cherry Chubb. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I've, what the fuck is a Cherry Chubb? Never heard of it before. Sat on it for a few months. But around the time that I did decide to go with the name, because mm -hmm. like it comes in a dream like that, you have to go with it. You have to. It's hard to ignore. It is a spirit guide yeah. in disguise. But around the time that I did adapt that name, so it, it's like it's almost kind of like I was able to become this other person when I'm on stage and when I'm writing, when I'm doing my art. And in doing so, I literally became another person. I developed another voice. The way I talk is different when I'm in Cherry Chubb zone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I, n I never sang that big, that loud. People always said, oh, Nora Jones, or like we were talking about earlier, Tori Amos. But now it's yeah. more Janis Joplin, maybe some Stevie Nicks in there. But Joan Jett is more my bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't prepared. Because you started off so sweet and everything built up. <laughs> that was Amber. Was, that was Amber. <laughs> there was this huge voice. And it's very impressive. Um, I, I love strong female vocalists. For sure. I think uh, we're seeing a lot more of them, and I it always so. makes me feel really good. What is your songwriting process like? <laughs> um, it's changed a lot. Um, when I was in high school and first started writing my own music, it started out as a poem because mm -hmm. I wasn't very good at guitar then. You know, obviously I've been playing for like 17 years now. I've picked up a lot of stuff, but at first it was poetry. Now it's kind of like I will start fooling around on the guitar and I hear this riff and I'm like, Oh my God, mm. that's a banger. And then this is going to sound, I'm going to sound like a piece of shit, but I just start rhyming stuff together to figure out how this song makes me feel. Because right up front, when you approach yourself and you confront yourself, like what this song, what is it going to be about? Mm. That's too much. It ruins the whole process. So I will start just throwing words together. And then when my heart or my soul says that I run with it. So that's my process now, or Cherry's process. <laughs> Do you ever get writer's block? Oh, all the time. Um, I didn't pick up the guitar or sing for 10 years. Well, how, how did you get out of that? Um, uh, gosh, open mic at Bourbon Barrel Tavern, karaoke. Um, I started, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad, but I did start drinking um, late in life. <laughs> Late, late in life, like 23. Whatever it takes, yeah. man. And there's always some kind of singing going on at a bar. So we'd go drink, we'd sing, do some karaoke. And it, I started coming out more. And I was like, oh, my God, I do love this. Fuck stage fright. 
Then a buddy of mine that I had been jamming with invited me on a radio show, and I did my first song that I'd written um, after my 10-year hiatus, and it was fucking incredible. It just blossomed me into something that is non-stoppable. So are you performing anywhere on the regular now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm taking a small break right now because it's February and everybody's got some mental health going on in February. Granted, it doesn't matter who you are. (laughs) Everybody's going through it. Um, But I usually have at least one or two shows a week. Um, I haven't had one in a week or two now. Um, Do the shows change or do you? Are you like, mm-hmm. okay. And where can yeah. people find out about your shows? Where can they find you? Well, uh, Cherry Chubb is on Facebook. Um, okay. She uses Instagram, but she, uh, not, not a lot. So mostly Facebook, um, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, whatever you choose. Okay. I usually have more questions. I don't know where my brain went. <laughs> She's really pretty. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> I'm like, look at her nose, look at her nose. <laughs> Make sure she's not a person and Is you can talk to her. No, no, you have a very cute nose. <laughs> so the song, The Sixth Sense, that you played, mm-hmm. you said before you rec- we recorded it that it was a very emotional song for you. Why is that? Well, kind of like I told you with my songwriting process, I wrote that song and I was like, what the hell is this about? It feels important and I couldn't figure it out, but I realized that it was like the first song that Amber had ever written for Cherry. And like, if you kind of listen to the lyrics, it's like, I can hear you. Yeah, you're loud enough. I can see you. No, you're not that tough. You know, it's like an ode to myself. If you really break it down, obviously it's all relative, but it meant a lot to my other person. (laughs) So you kind of separate your day self from your performance self. And you're not the first musician I've talked to that, that does that. Actually, I was talking to another friend and he was like, you have to remember these two things are separate. Yes. Does that help you kind of stay humble and keep it together? Significantly. Um, it mostly would help like for me personally, it helps with stage fright, which never goes away. Um, like the anxiety, the pre-show jitters, like the, Oh my God, something's going to go wrong. Like with cherry, she's like, fuck it. We could go up there with no microphone, no speaker and still have a good time. Amber's like the booking manager slash control freak. She's like, Oh my God, everything is going to go wrong. Me and my husband almost get divorced every time we're loading up the car for a show. That then, seems right. That seems but then, accurate. but then he gives Amber a cigarette and, and Terry takes over and we're good. <laughs> right on. Showtime. Well, you're going to have to let me know when you play again. Cause Absolutely. I want to come see it. Yeah. And, um, We're also going to have you on Sound Pollution. Are you an emerging Texas artist looking for a platform to share your talent? (laughs) Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is send your videos right here to videos at (laughs) texasscenetv.com. You'll have your shot for your video to be shown to the world right here on the newest, hottest channel for music, Texas Scene TV. Bug Bug
Don't want to give me 
I was about to cat.
Right, guys, I'm here with Bug Bot. We just heard what I thought was a terrific set, but it seems to vary across members. So I'm going to ask the annoying question How did you guys get together? And that should be the only. Oh, she's like, hell no. Fuck off. All right, so essentially, so Amanda and myself were in a previous band. Uh, she was in the band called Gravel and Spiders. Her drummer died. So uh, Jesus I hit. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but it has a good end, so check this it's out. It's sad, but everybody's laughing. Yeah, well, cool. you know, they had that relationship. But so I played with her for like a year and a half or so, and then that band kind of uh, dismembered, and then some time went by. Dismembered. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so no, no, no. Well, dismembered. This you know, interview's dis going real well. Yeah, we got to keep it comical. But no, so anyway, so some time went by, and then I hit her up about doing something. She wanted to do something in a garage, kind of akin to this, with some buddies. Um, sh she got Everett on board on new events, and the rest is uh, bug bot history. Okay, and this is the I know she's like, don't fucking ask me shit. I do have one important she's question ask for you. Me. What is it like being the front man of a band when you're a woman and everybody else is a man? Let the man hold the mic. Um, I have bigger balls than them, so it doesn't matter. Yes, that's the best fucking answer. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I like you, yeah. 
That sucks for you. <laughs> okay, so what does everybody play? Who plays what? I'm Austin. I play drums. Uh, my name's Everett. I play guitar. Amy, I play guitar. I sing. I sing. She does vocals, too. Yes, yes. Vincent? I'm Vince, and I slap at the bass. <laughs> <laughs> I pick at the bass. That's what I, I pick at the bass. So how does the songwriting process work? Is there like one specific person or do you guys kind of do it together? How does it work? I'll let you handle that one. Uh, it's mostly me. Okay. Um, people make me mad and I write things. So I've got like this big folder and then we just come up with something and I just pick out words. Best therapy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give me a, um, so yeah, that's really great Thank you. situation. Thank you. Because <laughs> Thank I, you. I've been involved in a few bands, same as these guys. And... Uh, yeah, Amy usually p comes up with a lyric or a snippet or something or a riff, um, but uh, Vincent slapping the bass usually ties it all together, and then uh, Austin puts his magic on it. Nice. So, yeah, it's a really unique and great situation. We're really excited to be continuing to create uh, music for the uh, Louisville area and beyond. Uh, well, because I feel like someone has to be. Thank so, you. yeah, it's that's fun. all I have to say. I like that. So... Most of you are in multiple groups. How do you guys keep it together? How do you keep it straight? Dedication to the instrument. Lots of practice. Coordinating schedules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, three, I have three calendars that I have to keep. I have like a physical one that hangs on the wall, and I have one on my phone, and then I have another one that's got like a planner, and I can write more. And he still than doesn't remember anything. So you're, you're the one who's still getting in the reminder texts. Yeah. yeah. You're fucking late. Where are you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Or a rehearsal will run over, and they're like, where the fuck are you at? I'm like, uh, I'm driving. And you're like, Traffic. what rehearsal? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going through Starbucks. It's fine. I, dude, literally. <laughs> it's literally he and I, always. <laughs> always. You're like, it's traffic. I've been in the Starbucks, like, drive through for 15 minutes. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah, absolutely. That's, how, that's why I'm late to work. It's like, I want Starbucks. Come with me. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's after rehearsal. That's after. Why would you need it? Come with me. You're gonna, you're gonna keep your stuff here. You're gonna come with me and go to Starbucks and make a and make a Starby run. That way, Starbs we know you run. Starbs run. I don't know why you can't use the whole word. What's wrong? Wow. I'm a lazy millennial. What else do you want? Uh, mojitos and margaritas. Ooh, that's help, good. Or what help us arrange the songs? See, that's the thing. I'm driving and I can't, and so I can't drink. So I'm like, oh, damn it. No, that's helpful. Yeah. It's a secret. I'm not going to tell anybody. She's like, don't put that on the internet. That's mine. She's like, do you want to pre order a drink? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we never tip her either. No. We never tip her. That's fucked up. We'll bring the good stuff. All right, here's a good question. What advice would you give younger musicians who wanted to start in a band right now in this area? What would you tell them? Oh, come on. I hear that answer a lot, though. Don't do it. Go into banking. I don't know. She's not comfortable. I would tell them to just, to just find a way to find people who you you gel with and it could be good and it could be fun. I would just tell them to do it. Just find a way to do it. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Just uh, just do what you can do. As long as you can do it, keep improving, take lessons. Some of these fellows still take lessons every week, right? 
and uh, play with multiple people. Open jams there every night of the week, right? Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's an open mic somewhere in the Louisville area that you can go meet people, gel with people, and you know learn something. True. So it's good times. All right, so I'm gonna end it with a good one. What is your funniest story at a gig? What is the fucking craziest shit you've ever seen? Well, we fucked up Pest earlier. That's pretty funny. No, no. We're not talking about now. Now everybody's going to know. Like, initially, they'd have been like, that was an interesting way to end that. He's got it. So That's all right. We, we, uh, one of our first gigs we played in, where was that? The, uh, the garage in Irvington? No, not the garage in Irvington. Anyway, this gig was in a small town in Kentucky. And we pulled up, and we're like, they were taking prom pictures right in front of, like, the courthouse. We're like, what is going on? So it was an all ages show. So we're like, oh, it's prom tonight. Oh, we'll have no one at our gig. Right. And that's what happened. So oh, it damn. was great. It was great. And we played good that night too, right? Played pretty good to the other There's bands. There's like one drunk guy the in other there. Bands. You're like, thanks, Bob. For coming. Like usual, we played to like six people. The sound. That's good. Yeah, they were good. Where was that at? Oh, it's, it's Morgantown, 127 Main. However, unfortunately, they're closing. Yeah, they closed. We closed them. It's because of it's prom. Your fault. And prom. Fuck prom. Fucking prom. All right, where can people find your stuff? Quit giving her the microphone. She's not comfortable. She's, she's the leader. Uh, the Facebook. Facebook and YouTube. We've got a Bugbot band channel on YouTube. Okay. And Facebook also. Videos. There's nothing on There's there. Enough. We have some live videos. And we recorded some songs we're about to release here in a little bit once they're done uh, being mastered. So. When do you think that's going to be? Ooh, Everett. What do you think? I'd say eight to 12 weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry. By the end of March. March, April. 2023. Okay. Spring. No, we'll Sometime it. this year. For sure. So, that works. Before summer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely before summer. So yeah. it's spring, right? Yeah, spring. <laughs> no Russia. We'll get it out in winter, you know. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciated you.